And a month later, we're back. Welcome <laughs> into the Train with the Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. Chris Gores. On the Zoom call. That's He's, right. We are Zooming uh, a month later. Not That has not changed, but uh, it's good to be back, man. I'm back in D.C. after the month out at the 2020 NWSL Challenge Cup. Congratulations to the Houston Dash for winning that. Um, I thought our team, the Washington Spirit, had a great, great tournament. Um, we obviously, you know, from a results standpoint, losing the way we did was that was a bummer. That really sucked. Uh, but we we continually got better, played well, and and proud of our group and how they handled themselves out there, like the true pros that they are. Um, so it, it was a fun trip, and we'll tell some stories from some of the behind the scenes. Uh, is a little bit or in a little bit as we go here on the pod. But basically today, Chris, we'll just catch up. It'd be good to get yeah. a chat. You and I have, have talked a couple times over the past month, but it'd be good to catch up, tell some stories, uh, and then. Uh, I want to get into, two, I guess, two turret training topics uh, a little bit, uh, both based off personal experiences, often the topics that are on this podcast are. Right. I do yeah. want to talk a little bit about the Challenge Cup. It was a very unique, uh, watching like Michael Minthorn, our sports science coach, and people like Meg Young, who works for Chicago and has been on the pod, watching them work out there was interesting, and I want to pick your brain a little bit on the challenge that they had. And then also, as gyms continue to open around the country, I think it'd probably be good to just talk a little bit about getting back into a more normal weight routine, because I I definitely just went through this this past weekend, touching heavy weight for the first time, and uh, you and I were texting a little bit about that and some of the adventure that I felt like I was having. Uh, getting back in the weight room. So I feel like there's probably a lot of people that are going through that. And uh, I think from both the client, like if people are training themselves and listening, or if you're starting to train again in person for the first time with kind of a full deck, um, especially for someone like you who has been doing it uh, in COVID circumstances for the last couple of weeks, I think it'll be good to, to go through some of that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's let's get into it. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back on the pod. I know it's it's been a while. So uh, I was actually just thinking about it the other day. Like, it's been a while since uh, we talked about Super Coffee and all of our sponsors. <laughs> People have been asking me, right? Like, hey, you guys still doing that stuff with Super Coffee? I'm like, yeah, I guess. We haven't put anything out there recently, so that's why people yeah. think that it's over. But, and yeah, I felt so, bad so for Momentous, too. They launched the collagen product, and we went on hiatus. But luckily, it has been doing extremely well. If you're not hip to that, make sure you get on the Momentous collagen. And by the way, shout out to Momentous. My people hooked or our people hooked us up out there. Uh, Paige Nielsen, who's one of our defenders, is also a momentous athlete. I find it hilarious that I just called both of us an athlete like we're on the same level. But uh, (laughs) Sarah and and the team sent Paige and I a beautiful, big old shipment of momentous. So we were covered out in Utah. Um, That was majorly appreciated. So, uh, you know, we're, we're still on the grind, still on the grind. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what did, what did, before we get into to Utah, what were you up to over the last month as you guys continued to work down at Onyx and, and navigated the new world? Yeah, you know, it's been busy for us. I've, I've, I joke around, but I'm serious. Like, I've, I've been busier than ever with COVID and, and with everything going on now. It's been a little bit different the way that we've had to uh, kind of go about our business. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff for us to do, especially in between clients because you have to – wipe everything down and clean everything at the gym and then you're outside and you're doing things and, and there's smaller groups. So we don't, we don't do the large groups anymore. Um, which means there's more sessions throughout the day. And 
I think as, as people found out that I was available, that I wasn't traveling quite as much as I always am, uh, they were like, hey, you're around. That means you have time on your schedule, right? So, you know, one client in, in a day quickly became eight clients in a day as soon right. as people found out that I was available. So um, it's a it's been a blessing for me, and, and it's been a lot of fun just kind of diving back into the training world and, you know, getting back into training seven, eight, nine clients a day and, and that grind. It's been, it's been fun to be honest. So, yeah, well, that's the thing is like, so I trained for the first time over the week or this week and I'm getting back into it on a, a little bit deeper basis next week. And, you know, as I thought about going back to it, that was one of the things I was just like, man, I miss it. Like I miss being in the gym with people and yeah, it's different. You can't be hands on. You, you have to give people space. Like, your coaching style changes a little bit, but like, I just miss being like in those sessions and the energy you have is you're, you get, just get to talk to people. And like, that's another thing, like, you know, you, you need to be safe. And like, one of the reasons I feel comfortable going back to our gym is like, as, as I've read more and we, the science has evolved and, and we've learned more about COVID um, obviously you still want to wipe things down and everything to be careful, but like surface spread is not nearly as uh, a big right. thing as we thought. I read, there's a great article in the Atlantic this week that, that talks about that. Um, so a lot of it is, you know, can you maintain social distance? And if it, you wear a mask, and obviously it's up to individuals if they want to wear a mask while working out or, you know, you keep that social distance. And if you're wearing a mask as a trainer, you know, it can help filter some of that out, but that those droplets are where the danger is. Um, right. And so, but if you have a really good air filtering system and like our gym, we installed a hospital grade air filtration system, then you're mitigating the get the risk as much as you possibly can. And so in terms of, okay, that's the risk side. What's the payoff? Like human interaction. Like we just haven't had it in person in so long in so many ways. And I'll be honest, like that was another great part about Utah because we were in a bubble. Like we could actually, I was with people. And like being with people is fun. Like yep. <laughs> after being locked yeah. in our house and like, sure. It, you know, for you, like you at least got four other humans in your house and your family, but like right. a lot of us haven't seen other people in a long time and, and being around other people is, that's pretty fun. <laughs> it definitely is fun. Yeah. Um, so what else? Uh, I guess, so you, you got that and it's pretty much it. You're just back on the training grind. Um, anything else, anything else going for you? Yeah, back on training grind. We had our first um, certification with Vertimax this past weekend down in Richmond, so, and we had about nine people. And again, like I'm, I'm blessed enough that we in, in a facility like Onyx, we can spread out and we can mm-hmm. we can have belts for each person, and you know we can we can do everything that we need to do to be as safe as possible. But like you said, like the CDC has already come out and said, hey, the, the surface spread isn't really the thing that you need to be worried about. It's more of the social distancing and wearing the masks and stuff. So we did everything we could, and we had a we had a great session. And yeah, I mean, just the somewhat normal stuff is coming back around. And yeah, it's, it's it, like you said, good to be around people and, and get back on that grind. And, a lot of sports are, are getting back. I mean, I know Virginia as a state has canceled some of the fall sports, but a lot of the, the private clubs have still continued to go on with their season or, or carrying through. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 almost back to normal for us. Yeah, um, and I think that's the cool part of, you know, is the science of Oz and if people will listen to 
the people who know what they're doing. Like once we understand how the virus spreads, we can help keep ourselves safe. It's not, this doesn't mean like you should go back to normal and be reckless, but like if you understand that wearing a mask and keeping distance can mitigate things and you can go do stuff as long as you keep doing those, those things and still right. feel like you're pretty safe. So um, yep. that was obviously, I think the biggest headline from Utah for us was the fact that there were zero positive tests. And yeah. That was, I, I will say like, there were definitely a lot of things that I don't think were a hundred percent how we would do them. And I think the league would fully admit that, um, that like we learned a lot cause we had never done anything like this before. And obviously we're doing, but nobody it, has, right. Right. And we're doing <laughs> it short staffed and like, you know, it, it was so, and you couldn't go do, there's only so much you could do in terms of site visits and stuff beforehand. Like I think Lisa went out there at one point to Utah, but like there was at that point, still very limited travel, you know, you're, you're limited on everything. Um, but the one thing that I think that they had nailed down better than anything else were, were the health and safety precautions and the health and safety standards. And I never once felt unsafe and they did a professional job of keeping everybody safe. And uh, I think the other thing too is everyone, all the athletes took it seriously and all the coaches and all the staff took it seriously, um, which actually leads to some pretty funny stories. Cause like, you know, as we talked about, like, there's all these people that we've had on the podcast or that I know through you or through other people, uh, whether it's a Meg Young, a Crystal Dunn, uh, whoever, um, like, I know Julie Ertz's agent real well from the football world, because her and Zach share an agent. And like, a lot of these people that in a regular circumstance, I would have said hello to, like, I felt very weird doing that if we all had masks on, because like, no one could see anybody's full face. And so even though like for Crystal, Crystal and I sat down across from each other for an hour at Lorenzo's house in one of the very early editions of the podcast, like we, we've, you know, had that kind of conversation, but the, like, if I said, Hey, Crystal, like whatever, whatever, she might remember it, but like, there's zero chance of me just like walking past her and her recognizing me at all because I, we both have masks on our face. And so like the half right. face thing was, I think really funny and like, as I, I definitely noticed as I don't know if you've been in any kind of situation where you'd be in something similar to this, but like as the month went and I got to know people's faces better, I was like, OK, I know who that person is in the mask. Whereas like when we started, had no one been wearing masks, I obviously would have known who they were. But like just trying to figure it out, uh, you know, mask face was was a pretty funny kind of mental battle of like, all right, I need to figure out who that player is as they walk by. Yeah. The hotel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially people that you don't maybe necessarily know or see every single day. Like, I'd obviously be able to recognize you and people that we have good relationships with. But yeah, if you're if you're just now learning people, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do it when there are no masks. It's hard to remember everybody's names, right? Yeah. So, so now you you add masks to it, and it's a little bit more of a challenge because you can't just go online and like look at the roster, right? Like that's what I did. One of the first things I did when I when I started with the Washington spirit back in 2012 was like, I went on the website and I memorized everybody's names like that first night. Right. Well, it's hard to do that. If you can't, if you look on the website and that's what they look like, but then in real life they have a mask on, it's different. So. Right. Like I, I got, I did that a bunch where I'd like pull up the, the roster of the team, you know, whether it was the teams in the hotel to try to just get a sense of who's who, or like, you know, I'd be watching a game that wasn't ours and, you know, try to pull up and try to match like, okay, 
in uniform. This is how they play. This is how they move, like all that kind of stuff. And then, all right, let me look at the little picture on the website just so I can try to match who right. is who. Because there's also like little things and like one of the players that I wish I had had a chance to say hello to and I didn't was, uh, was Kaylee Kurtz from North Carolina because halfway through the tournament, my sister texted me and she goes, do you know or have you talked to Kaylee Kurtz at all? And I was like, no, why would I have talked to Kaylee Kurtz? She's on another team. Like, I'll know her at all. She's like, she went to Riverside, which is our high school in South Carolina. <laughs> Little did I know there was a fellow Riverside warrior at this tournament. And I, once I found that out, like, had I had a chance to talk to her in the hotel and just say, like, hey, I'm Craig. I work for Washington. I went to Riverside. Like, obviously, that would have been perfectly cool and kosher to do. Like, none of the coaches, none of the staff. Like, especially in the hotel that we were in as we went. Like, it was totally cool to say hi to other players. Like, at the beginning, everyone kind of kept to themselves. But I think the longer we were there and the longer we were like, okay, we're all in this bubble. We're all respecting it. We're all safe. We're not really putting anybody at risk by saying hi to people from other teams. And obviously, a lot of the players knew each other. So, it went from, like, shy, like, hi, I don't really – I know I'm not really supposed to talk to you to people having discussions, which I think is awesome, kind of – see the friendships in the league but someone like Kaylee like I wish I'd had a chance to talk to her but um she was one of those people that I just I didn't know like her at all before this tournament and so trying to figure out who she was via mask as you might be passing in a hallway and there all of a sudden you're like oh man that was her but you're already like you're gone to the next thing she's gone to the next thing there was a bunch of moments like that where um I wish I had a chance to talk to some more people when I was out there but um, did have a chance to talk to a few, and uh, I told you this story already, but one of the funniest ones was Meg, who we had on the podcast, what, a month before we went out there? Yeah, it was about that, yeah. And so she and I passed each other. We were both in the same hotel. Uh, it was us, Chicago, North Carolina, and uh, Portland, which mm-hmm. the Portland uh, – 10 second aside, there was one point where I had to, I, I wound up uh, letting Lindsay Horan take an elevator before me. And then I was late for something. So damn it, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, Meg and I passed each other a bunch, but like, I knew who she was. I don't think she remembered, like she wouldn't have recognized my face at all. Um, and then I wound up staying a couple days afterwards to help the league on the media side uh, after we lost. And so finally in the hallway in Rio Tinto, I went up and I was like, Hey Meg, Craig, like we did the the podcast together with Gores. And she just looks at me. She's like, yo, I knew I knew you from somewhere. And so we, we had a great chat and um, she's a, she's, I'm just mad though, because like, she's someone like we talked about when she was on, like right. getting a chance to talk to her is incredible. Cause she's so freaking smart. And I just wish yep. I had, I wish I had just like on one of those times we were walking past, but like, Meg, I know we're both going somewhere, but, and, uh, you know, then we could have chatted in the hotel a bunch because, uh, yeah, talk, chatting with Meg is the best. She's, she's such a, a awesome person. Yeah. Yeah. I like talking to her. It's a, it's one of those conversations that you can get lost in for hours because there's just so much to talk about and it's so refreshing to talk to somebody like that. Yeah, for sure. And so one of the things that uh, we definitely would have talked about, and, and at some point maybe we'll have her on to uh, to talk a little bit about this, is the challenge that people in her position had. So to give people an idea of what this Challenge Cup was, and if you're you know a strength coach working for a team and you know, you're ever going to find yourself in a tournament setting, I think this will be insightful. So we get out there. One, we're dealing with altitude. Two, we're dealing with heat. Yeah. Three, we're dealing with the fact that we're going to play – each team had at least one stretch in the preliminary rounds 
of three games in eight days, four in about 12 to 14, depending on when your, your last game was. And uh, you're doing all that, practicing on grass, playing on turf, and you haven't had a proper preseason. So if, if you were you know, in Meg's position, in Michael Minthorn's position, uh, our strength and conditioning coach, or any of these other teams that were out there, how would you have gone about trying to build up, trying to manage, and what kind of data or information would you have been looking at? Uh, you know, at that point, you really just have to have – it's almost like old school. Yeah, you got you to gotta track all the distances and all the other stuff and the loads and the minutes and the intensity of the runs and all the other stuff. But, like, this is where your relationships are going to really shine because you have to have a good enough relationships uh, with, your, with your players, and they have to have enough trust in you to have honest conversations about, hey, honestly, how they feel, that they feel like they have – enough to go or go full speed or they have enough to go you know 60 minutes those are those are things that you have to really be on top of and the the thing that you really have to focus on is just the controllables because there there are going to be a lot of things that you just can't control like one of the things you mentioned was we practice on grass and we play on turf okay I can't control that right like I'm not going to be able to change where the where the games are going to be played but what can I do around that to to help or you know what can I do to come off of that or what do I need to be aware of with these girls if you know they, they haven't played on turf for forever they haven't played at all in forever and now all of a sudden we're in the heat we're in the altitude you know what are the things that, that I need to monitor and again I think for me I'm a little bit of an old school guy when it comes to something like that like I just got to have a real conversation with the players and see kind of where they're at. Yeah, and obviously nutrition becomes really important. Hydration was really important. And that's something we stressed a lot, getting enough electrolytes and just trying and trying and trying to force yeah. feed those. Ele- and when I say force feed, it, you know, the players are like, how can I get more? So they're, they're force feeding themselves the electrolytes, the, the, all these different things to try to adjust with the altitude and um, some of the supplements. Um, I don't know if that's the exact right word. Some of the like it's resync for instance, or noon or some of these things that can help with the oxygen flow. And, you know, at that point you're going, all right, maybe it's only 1% that's different, but if that 1% is enough, then, you know, those are the margins that we're operating in. So. um, And and that's it. And that's the other part. This is why I say like those, those conversations become such a a key component because not only are are you trusting them and they're, they're trusting you, but then it helps build trust in the process itself. Right. Because, if you if you can say, hey, look, here, here are some of the things that I know that we're dealing with, and here's some of the things that we're going to try to do to help you deal with it, even if it is one percent, in that player's mind, all right, I'm being taken care of. I'm, I'm, ha- I have somebody who's on top of this who's asking me these questions, and I can come and talk to this person if I feel something is going on, right? Like, I think players become more and more anxious if they feel like it's not being taken care of, and then that anxiety leads to, uh an elevated level of stress right because now they're stressing about it so even if it was just maybe a one percent of a difference that would have been made okay that one percent physically might have been one percent but from a mental stress standpoint that might have been more than one percent that might have been ten percent twenty percent right so that's why i think like the conversations just have to be they they have to flow in, in a situation like that 
for sure. And how would you have thought about rest versus trying to peak? Because, you know, in a, in a normal season, say you have a week between matches, you kind of have a regular flow. You're your match day plus one, plus two, plus three, match day minus three, minus two, minus one. When all of a sudden, like, match day plus one is already match day minus two, a.k.a. like the day after right. your match, you're already two days away from yep. the next one. Like, how yep. would you try to balance the rest versus trying to keep the body moving and staying sharp? Because uh, you, you don't want to, like, you don't want, you know, no hard training sessions between games. That's not exactly ideal either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like I never, uh, e even with our athletes now when they're in season, I never manage the intensity. I just manage the volume of it. Right. So we're, mm -hmm. we're never going to say, Hey, we're going to train at half speed or we're going to train at like 70% or whatever. That's never the issue. But what I'll cut down is like, if, if I would have originally planned a two minute set, all right, well, we're cutting that down to one minute sets. Right. right. And then, and then in between getting getting more, of the mental side, making sure that we're picking up on it. And, and, and again, like the conversations have to be had before and say, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. I know that we're asking a lot of you. I know that in a normal situation, we would take a lot more time to recover. We unfortunately don't have that. And we're all dealing with it. Every team in the league is dealing with how are we going to be able to come up and down off of these games, but here's what we're going to do. And here's what I'm doing to, mitigate that we're going to cut the sessions in half almost because of because of the load I still need to train hard and we need to be on top of it so we're not wasting time so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to train hard for one minute and if you can do that then I think we'll have a good chance at managing this thing you know yeah for sure and I think our coaching staff you know obviously I only got the inside look at one team and I'm sure there's a lot of other teams that did this well as well but I thought that was one of the cool things to see was our coaching staff and specifically Richie at the beginning of every session would go, all right, today's a 60 minute session. Today's a 45 minute session. Today's a 70 minute session. It's our tactical day. It's our whatever day it's our, uh, you know, and, and would lay out piece by piece exactly what was going to happen. So the expectations were clear and, and that I think helps on the mental side of it. Like you were saying, if you know exactly what you got to do, then you can go out there and, and do it and give it the effort that it needs knowing that, uh, you know, you only need so much in the tank for any given, any given session, any given time. Right. Exactly. And, and you know what, I don't, you know, obviously I think that everybody in the league does a really, really good job, but you know, going back to Chicago and going back to the brilliance of somebody like the Meg Young, you know, no disrespect to everybody else, but uh, I'm, I'm sure Chicago is glad they have somebody like a Meg Young on their staff to help them prepare and even get through a situation like that. Cause you know, yep. that's where you start to see, like, what is the value of a, a, a sports scientist and a strength and conditioning coach that knows what the heck they're doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I know our staff was thankful that we have Michael and um, there's a lot of the, the strength and conditioning coaches around the league are, are really, really good at what they do. And um, obviously Meg's as good as anybody. So we'll, we'll brag yeah. on her uh, as, as you know, <laughs> one of two in the league that have come on the pod. Michael too. Yeah. Uh, and also yeah. he's my That's colleague. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I like being employed. Uh, and I like, I genuinely like Michael. He was my van. I buddy. Like Mike. Yeah. I, yeah. He was, you know, I, I rode with Michael uh, and it, you know, he was one of three van drivers for uh, the thing. And I was typically in Michael's van and we had a great time. <laughs> Good time with Michael. Yeah. The Train with the Best podcast still brought to you by our friends at Super Coffee. Back, and I'm back to training this week, which means 7 a.m. sessions, which means 
Super Coffee makes a triumphant return to my life. I was without it out in Utah. I should have just ordered some. I don't know why I didn't do that. That was dumb. But I was so happy when I got back and had that first sip and was like, oh, man. Oh, how I missed you. And when I place this new order, which I'm literally going to do right after I get done uh, recording this ad, I'm excited because there's new flavors I haven't tried yet. That caramel? Love caramel coffee. So excited. Well, what's the what's the buzz with Super Coffee? If you're new to the show, uh, you, you forgot in the, the month that we haven't been doing this. Super Coffee is a blend of organic coffee, 10 grams of high-quality protein, and MCTs from coconut oil. So it's got brain function. It helps you uh, not get hungry or even hangry uh, because those MCTs and those healthy fats, uh, as well as the protein, uh, keeps you full. It's great. Um, it's a perfect thing for if you're a trainer and you got morning sessions, you just grab it on the way out the door. It means that extra five, six minutes of sleep that you're not throwing together something for breakfast. Just grab it, a piece of fruit, get you through a couple hours of training, go home, eat a good breakfast, and uh, get on with your day. At least that's what I do. So how do you get it? You go to drinksupercoffee.com, use the code TWTB. That's train with the best. TWTB. And you get 25% off your first order. So go do that right now. They've also got Super Espresso and Super Creamer, a whole bunch of other awesome stuff, including K-Cups now available. So go to drinksupercoffee.com, 25% off your first order using the code TWTB. It's all from Key2 Life Incorporated, who reminds you that if you can change your energy, you can change the world. I was talking about them earlier in the show. Now time to give proper love to my friends at Momentus. I did go without Super Coffee in Utah. I, I just couldn't go without Momentus. That's not that I really picked one or the other. Just I knew the days were going to be long and that if I didn't get my sleep and I didn't get my protein in, I was going to be extra screwed. And so I had them send me some stuff out and they came through super mega clutch. It was so essential. Some of these days were, and we all have these days. You don't have to be in the middle of a professional sports tournament in a bubble to have a day where you're like, oh crap, I'm not getting my proper nutrition. And on those days, I was able to just grab a shake real quick and what's super convenient is and they sell these these are not like something special i got individual packets lifesaver you can take it with you so yeah you can get the canisters or you can just get the individual packets either way same price per ounce and you get the same high quality protein that you know is the absolute best on the market and no matter what you're getting you can use the code train with the best right now at livemomentous.com and you can get 25 percent. that's right they upped it 25% off your first subscription order. And then if you just keep that subscription going, it's 15% off the entire time. So not only are we saving you money up front, all these one-time use codes that you see on all these podcasts, it's like, hey, get this thing that you're going to want all the time once for a little bit off. No, 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 no. This is 25% off your first order, 15% off all subsequent subscription orders. Right now, livemomentous.com. Use the code train with the best. Train with the best, livemomentous. They're, I mean, when we say the best, they are the best. And that's why we say, if you're going to train with the best, you better recover with the best. And that is proteins, collagen, creatine, sleep, all right now. Livemomentous.com. The code is train with the best. So back here on the home front, uh, your boy finally touched a weight, which was nice. Uh, been a while <laughs> michael michael and i had some jokes too about like i was like man i'm about to get small he's like man i'm about to get big because we you know we obviously were had limited time to work out on our own and uh i was scared of shrinking away he was scared of blowing up uh but we did what we could out there in the hotel gym uh but now back and um a lot of people i think are starting slowly but surely to go back to the gym um 
and, and starting to train. So let's, let's attack the training side of it first. As you've done sessions, whether one-on-one or in small groups in COVID, how have you thought about trying to, to manage whatever restrictions you have from COVID? Is it as simple as just making sure people are spread out? So you just touched on it. The main thing is just keep everybody apart, maintain your distance. Um, you know, if, if you are going to be using equipment, you know, we try as much as we can to make sure that equipment is only being used by one person. So we have multiple sets of like belts and, and pads and dumbbells and all the and benches and boxes, all those little things. So that's, that's the main thing, but you know, we still try to as much as we can make it a normal training experience for that client and for those people that are coming in. Cause that's why they're there, right? They're there because they still want to train. So yeah, we, we do the best that we can to take the precautions as as we see fit or as, as best as we can and then still still train really yeah and that was one thing i did with my session you know the the two people that i had in the semi-private have been training together and and they're kind of consider themselves in in each other's bubble so it's i asked like are you guys you know do i need to program so that you guys aren't sharing equipment or whatever and they're like no we're good like we'll share we just wipe everything down um, and then obviously I just try to keep them, uh, as, as spaced as possible, um, within the space that we have. And, you know, I know for my, and that's the thing too, is, you know, if you're a trainer, watch out for your own health too. I'm trying to keep us away from everybody else. Cause I'm not trying to be in the middle of some busy area. So like for us in, in the space I have, like I have a little turf space and I'm going to try to stay there and keep my distance within that and not have a bunch of people, or not go to some high traffic area. Now that now that right now we really have high traffic areas because luckily our you know luckily for health reasons, unluckily for business, it is what it is. Um, you know our capacity is is down quite a bit, and and what we're allowing in, and we're not even getting close to the the number that we're allowed, uh, which is good because people are kind of spacing out throughout the day. So um, long winded answer of like it, it I was refreshed that like I wasn't gonna have to completely rethink everything. And completely redo it, but it definitely did seem like, all right, let me let me just make sure that they've got their space and go from there. On the client side of things, um, what are I, to me the big thing that I thought about, like as I got back into it, was, was limiting volume. Is that kind of as people come back in? Is that the thing that you're most conscious of as well? Um. So no, on this case, like it would it would actually for me be a little bit of the opposite of what I just said for the elite athletes that need to manage their load for them, as we're building this up, like I, I actually try to take the intensity down. Um, I, I, I try to give them more complex movements and more volume. So I don't try to isolate one particular muscle. Um, I try to do things where it's a lot of compound movements, moving things in synchronization, just working on their coordination, their balance, all those different things. And then, yeah, it, it, I don't really go anything less than eight reps for a set, I would say. Um, and, and, again, just wait that they can control and just challenge their, their coordination again because that's, that's probably what they're missing more than anything is, like, just moving around and feeling every muscle. So yeah. uh, I've tried to keep people in those phases for at least, like, a, a week, two weeks and see how fast they respond. If they respond well, then, okay, we might be able to do – some of the basic lifts like, like a deadlift before, or, you know, like an RFE or a bench or something like that. It reintroduced them to even for, for females, pull-ups, pull-ups are going to be a heavy, 
movement for them. So, yeah, I, I try to I try to give them a little bit more complexity and a little bit more volume as they start to come back. The same way I would the same way I would train like a youth athlete who's never really trained before, right? Um, yeah, we're, we're back to that phase of getting them to learn their bodies again and getting them to coordinate movements and and use their use their entire body as one muscle instead of separate muscle parts yeah no that makes a ton of sense and um i guess i kind of i did that subconsciously out of necessity when i was in utah because all i had was a hotel gym and so i guess i was doing a lot more of the balance and like you have to find ways to challenge yourself when you don't have weight um so that that makes total sense um and luckily, the people I'm training, I've, they have been training just with another trainer. Um, and so they right. haven't lost that that functional ability to move with good patterns and, you know, correct firing patterns, correct sequencing, all that kind of stuff. So that makes right. sense. And it's essentially, you know, it's where you always start. You start with phase one. And, uh, you know, the, the, the other thing, too, when it does come to volume is just, you know, you're, you might not be as strong as you were when you left if you haven't picked up something heavy in four months because, you know, right. your gym closed in March. And so uh, your, your um, calculation of what high volume is, we were talking weights times reps times set on that weight element is, uh, is going to be a little different and the soreness might come get you a little bit because I certainly couldn't, uh, I couldn't move earlier this week. It was terrible. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, if you, if you get in there, so if you're, if now, if you're somebody that owns strength, right? Like we talk about this all the time, right? Like I could, I could go for a year or maybe even two years of not really lifting, but I'll still probably be able to like deadlift a shit ton of weight yeah. or squat yeah. a decent amount of weight. But that's because I own that. Like I paid my mortgage on the squat and the deadlift. So that's mine now. I own it. Now I might not be able to access it as quick. I'm going to have to warm up a lot, but right. that's not, that's not a lease that I pay anymore that I have to give back. I own that strength. So if you own that strength, that's a little bit different. Like if you're somebody like a Lorenzo Alexander or you're used to doing these strength movements. Okay. Now what I'll do is I will get to those, get to those weights, but I might only do one set and I'll do it like, instead of doing like a five by five, I'll go like 10, eight, six, four, four. You know what I mean? Something like right. that. Um, where, where, all right, I'm going to get to the weight, but I'm going to build myself up and give myself a ramp up to it and then, and then come off of it. But again, that's for somebody that owns strength that doesn't lease it. Right. But uh, again, the owning and accessing things are very different. And when you go to access it, there's going to be a price to that. You're going to have to pay yeah. a little bit. And it's that's right. hurt the next day. And that's why I capped myself at a certain amount and didn't unlock my full closet of strength because I wanted to be like, I hurt, but I could walk. I didn't want to not be able to walk. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, look, it, 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 you own it, but it's not in a liquid account. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's in an account that you have to, you have to, like, it takes time to, to get that uh, money. Where's my passcode again? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's there. You can use it, but uh, it's not in a liquid account, you know. For sure, Li- liquid strength might be the uh, the. Uh, hey man, the title it's, of this it's a thing though. It's a thing because you, you know, like for the people yeah, that no, have done you cannot this, touch anything, and you can out that deadlift me and outrun me and out everything. Well, it's annoying. <laughs> it's not. It's not that, but like, but that's why you strength train, though, right? right. Like you do for this sure. strength nice. training for the, for the people who 
got into this COVID and they didn't really believe in strength training, right? And if all you did was was bands and med balls and all that other stuff, you know what? Great. Like, I'll never say that that is not a good form of training. I love that form of training. But I think I think it was uh, Grover the other day that was like, hey, like, we're, it's kind of getting ridiculous that some of the NBA weight rooms don't even have weights in them anymore. There, there is a part of that that's true. Like we've gotten away from strength training and that's why you strength training because when you gain strength, you own it. It's yours. It's not going to go away in four weeks because you haven't done anything. It's still going to be there. Whereas if all you're doing is like cardio and now all of a sudden that cardio is not available to you, that's gone. That's gone in four weeks. But yeah. if you, if you yeah. were somebody that did strength training and this is why strength training is so important, you get to keep that. And that's why, that's why uh, you know, it, more than ever, for athletes going back to sports, for athletes who, who are starting to pick back up again, we got to get back into that strength training. Don't worry about getting back into shape with your conditioning right now. All we got to do is build that strength back up. Love it. Let's end right there. Uh, this was fun. I'm glad we remember how to do this. And uh, <laughs> we will uh, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, sounds good. We can get back on a normal podcast schedule. What a time. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> buy Momentous. Buy Super Coffee. And listen to us next week because we're not taking another month off. <laughs>